right for any people. Um, but this Tuesday tea is going to be more like a Q&A style. Um, we have some unanswered questions that we had from our original podcast and maybe some that we did answer but didn't get to elaborate on. Um, and they start focusing around competing, whether it's a good idea, whether it's worth it, whether you're the person for a competition-style lifestyle, all different types of questions regarding competition. Then it goes into some more body image stuff, but I promise they all kind of trickle down and tie into one another. But I don't remember what the very first one was, because, of course, I'm the disorganized one. Um, I think, well, we were going to talk about if competing was even worth it. I think we can start there. Um, right. Me personally, because I've only done one show, but I did do obviously the prep to get to the show, <laughs> and then <laughs> the hardest part. I, the hardest part, um, and then I did. I was gonna do a second show, so I kind of went through like post show into a off season to like bulk up a little bit to go into my second show, and then I just never ended up going into my second show because, you know, I was young and silly and learned a lot Sometimes but anyway. it's gotta like take a back seat if there's yeah. other life stuff that's more important then competing's got to be the first thing that goes it's, i think it's not that big yeah, of a deal like, do you okay here's a question for you do you think there is a an age where it's too young to compete absolutely because i really feel like that was me because i was 16 I was prepping my senior year of high school yep I feel like I just it makes it it just one as a coach I don't want to pick up a 16 year old I think that they're too like easily influenced and they haven't really like gotten to experience life yet at all and especially your senior year of high school that's taking like a lot of the fun like when I was a senior in high school I was a shithead like I was out all the time I was partying I was making friends I was sneaking out of my house lying to my parents you must yeah. have been just like a way better behaved person than I was. But I also wasn't thinking about fitness at all. That was not like I went to the gym and like by going to the gym, I meant like I literally like stood on a treadmill and talked to a friend for like 45 minutes. Then we went to Chipotle and that was gym yes. for us. But I mean, that's like it's cool because like you were really motivated when you were 16 and that's awesome. But yeah. your body's like still developing at 16 also, like especially uh, like for females like you don't stop developing till you're like in your early 20s some people even like in their late 20s so I don't know there's like a whole physiological side to that that I don't know yeah well taking a client on who is under the age of like 20 I just think like I remember it messing like okay so I was on birth control on top of prepping for a show and so like my body like being that young being on birth control because I remember having issues with that as well and like all like my periods were never regular like I was just all over the place and then going into a diet like obviously the closer you get to a show the more restrictive it becomes and your body gets more stressed out so then that kind of threw me off in everything like I was a disaster like I remember my family asking me like please don't compete like I understand but like at the same time it was awful Um, but yeah, like being a senior, like I remember missing, um, I went to prom, but like, I didn't go to like parties or anything like that because I just couldn't. 
Um, and I remember the coach that I had chosen to work with. Like, I feel like at that age, you also don't really know like the, what like red flags are when working with like a coach. And I wish that I would have had that, like the female that I needed to like Mm -hmm. guide me, because I feel like if a 16 year old were to come to me like right now and be like, Hey, I want to compete. I'd be like, let's start with focusing on your health. If you play sports, cause even and I was playing sports as well at that time. So let's focus on sports that you're playing. Let's focus on, you know, your body image. Cause I feel like in high school you like have like this weird relationship with like yourself. Cause you're still trying mm-hmm. to figure shit out. Um, and then going into, sorry, my cat is trying to, <laughs> it's very distracting. It's distracting me. Um, yeah, I just wish like I had like that female that would have been like, listen, let's take a step back and let's. It wants to be a part of the podcast. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't and I had to learn the hard way. I had to go through it. So I, you know, I did a show and it was, it was fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I definitely learned a lot, but I just remember being like my body from like a health standpoint was messed up for a while afterwards. But I just didn't know any better. That like hurts my feelings. I like I want this to like go out to lots of young women who are thinking yeah. about competing. Like yes. you, you need to build a foundation first. Like at 16, I think I weighed like 98 pounds. And like I was athletic, yeah. but I was only like I was athletic in the sense that like I played a bunch of sports, but I didn't have a lot of muscle tone or anything. So if I were to diet down at 16 years old, I would have been like yeah. 78 pounds. And like I I was like a super late bloomer. I didn't get my period till I was like 19. So I also would have probably held that off from happening even more, even more. if yeah. I would have dieted down. Because I'm just like a small, like naturally small human being. That would have just been horribly unsafe. And I think a lot of that could stem from like a negative, like mental bo- or negative body image for some women out there who are thinking about competing at such a young age. Like, yeah. Like you said, let's focus on like how you feel about yourself right now versus like how you think you're going to feel about yourself when you're dieted down. Like yeah. we can do like a, you like a, a mini cut. See how you feel about a mini cut. And then we'll, we'll like, we'll like slow grow this process because there are lots of women that I know, not super personally, but who do start competing 17, 18 years old and they do very well because they have yeah. like a, a very strong athletic background they like lean out and they have great legs they have a tiny waist and stuff and they get in with a bad coach who convinces them to do a bunch of drugs at such a young age and like you're very impressionable again you don't know and like I know when I was like even like up until like a couple years ago I thought that I was invincible I'm never gonna die like I don't think about side effects I'm such a young person and I think that like bodybuilding is kind of one of those crazy sports where like you're not careful especially in the beginning like you can get yourself in a whole world of hurt and then yep. especially if you're starting as young as 16 17 18 like if by from 16 to 19 if you're taking tons of drugs that like you a coach that you trust like t- tells you to take like you can make a huge difference in your body but you can also set yourself up for like a 30 year lifespan after that like you can yeah. and that that like scares the shit out of me I think that like and like, I see it all the time. Like I know girls who have gone pro at 20, 19, 21. And like the amount of 
And like, it's not to say that you can't do it naturally. It's just near impossible, like almost impossible to do it at that age, at the caliber that people are now competing at. Like if you, 20 years ago, bodybuilding was a different sport. People yeah. didn't look the way that they look now. Did People didn't have access to the drugs that they do now. They didn't have like the social media kind of like feeding into who you're competing against, what you need to look like and all that stuff. But I, I, I don't know. That makes me very nervous, very sad for some of the young women out there who you guys are listening. (laughs) Please like rethink that decision or just take it as slow as humanly possible. Like they have like children's bodybuilding divisions now. I don't know if you know that, but I've seen it on Reddit. I remember when I was competing, I remember, um, my posing coach, because the coach that did my like diet and stuff also did posing. And we she held like a, a posing clinic one time. And oh my gosh, all this rain just like came out of nowhere. Well, it's about to rain here too. Um oh, yeah. So they or we she had like this like posing clinic. And I remember one of her posing clients came in. This girl was younger than me. She was like 14 or 15 years old, and I was just like in shock that like she was so young and like it took me a, like a minute like I got to know her and stuff and then when I realized how young she was I was like oh my gosh and she continued on and did more shows because I followed her on Instagram for a little while um and she did more shows and like looking back at that now I'm just like I'm curious to see where she's at now because that was gosh like five years ago six oh. years ago So it like, it makes me wonder, like, and it's not, I think now it's gotten worse. Like it was pretty bad. Like I was heavily influenced by social media when I like first decided to go into a show and I chose my coach because she had a lot of Instagram followers, which don't do that. That's (laughs) false. Mistake number one. Yes. (laughs) Don't do that. Okay. Take notes, kids. Don't do that. Um, but like, I think now it's even worse in terms of being influenced by social media because you see like bodybuilding was becoming more of a thing that was promoted on like Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. But now it's like if because of I think because of Instagram's algorithm too, like if you follow more of the fitness accounts and you're constantly like liking those influencers that are competing and that's all they post about then that's more of like the type of content that's going to be flooded in your direction exactly and Mm -hmm. so then I could see where now if I were to like if I was like 16 now and I was going through social media I would be even more heavily influenced I probably would have been 10 times more harder on myself for getting like placing what I placed in and like you know maybe I probably would have kept doing shows because it was one of those things where I could see myself constantly having to like not have an option, but to compare myself to all the people I followed and like just having that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's sad to think about. It really is because even like, even if you're not competing, I feel like that's still the, like the environment or like the, yeah, like the environment that's being like created with social media. You're just, I think that, and also like if you have, if you start to make friends in like the competitive fitness space, you go to their shows and then yeah you see it like and I think we talked about this on the last podcast you only see the day of you yep. don't get unless you're very close with them you don't see the sacrifice the gym time the restriction and stuff like that it's 
very glamorous. It's very glorified, like, the day of, and you get, I think you get, like, a max, like, 10 minutes of stage time. That's, like, yeah. if you do multiple divisions and you're back up on stage for an award. Because, like, it's not like men's bodybuilding where they run you through poses. You literally get to do a T-walk and you're done. And that's how I was, like, inspired to do, like, a bodybuilding show. Because I had gone to Ryan so many times. And I'm like, oh, these girls look like me. Like, I could do this. Like, that's easy. And I did the opposite of you. I started a bodybuilding prep and, like, got 90% of the way through and, and was like, I, I'm done. Like, I, I can't go to work. I can't go to school right now. Yeah. And, like, you can't function. I just remember I went out so hot. Like, I just went, like, full speed. I told Ryan, I was like, I don't want to prep for a very long time. Like, I just, like, want to get it done as fast as possible and I want to get on stage as soon as possible and like he told me that was a bad idea multiple times said like I don't want you to do it this way but like you put this pressure on yourself and like here you go you're gonna learn and like I remember waking up every morning and drinking like a ton of bang like bang had like just come out drinking a ton of bang going to Starbucks getting a coffee taking caffeine tablet and then like sitting in my my general math class at school and like visibly vibrating and I like pretty much failed that entire semester because I was like super cracked out all the time and like yeah helping me focus at all and then I would like go to the gym and I'd be so tired from being at the gym and like this is like bodybuilding workout where it was like 10 by 3 on bicep curl 10 by 3 on tricep push and it wasn't like hard yeah I would have like maybe like 45 minutes of cardio after I'd get home and I'd like pass out and I would barely wake up for class the next day. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't do any of my homework. I didn't take that test. I didn't take this quiz online. I'm going to class. But, like, it, it was bad. And then it got to a point where, like, it wasn't even because of my grades. I wasn't crazy about my grades in college as I should have been. Um, it was more just like, okay, well, now I'm calling out of work because I'm tired. And that's a horrible excuse to call out of work. And I'm tired because I'm dieting. Yep. Another horrible excuse. And then I just, like, couldn't let myself do that anymore. And I was like, all right, like you were right. Like I'll like bury my head in the sand. Like I can't handle this. And then I was like super lean. I had like gone down to like, I think I was like 100 pounds on the dot. And like, I also hated the way that I looked. I was like, Oh, that's like what's underneath this. There's like nothing there. Like I look like a scary, yeah, I look like a scary (laughs) skeleton monster. And I was like getting, like I would get these looks from like my teachers, from my friends. I also wasn't seeing any of my friends. They all thought that I was like dead. I went from going out like every single night to not going out at all, not even going to like dinner, not going to friends' houses. And like, it kind of like on the mental side of it, I thought that I was being like a one man wolf pack type thing. Like, oh, I'm so motivated. Like, I don't need friends. Like, I have the gym. And then I would like look on social media and be like, oh man, they went on a trip. They didn't even tell me they went on a trip. They would just, like, stop inviting me. And, like, I didn't really lose any friends that I was able – like, I had good friends at the time. I was able to go back to hanging out with them. But, like, I could have lost all of my friends. Like, if I didn't have the quality of friends that I had at the time. Yeah. And I'm sure that that happens to people all the time where they, like, make the decision that this is an all-or-nothing type of sport instead of trying to, like, weave it into their lives. Because the next year I was able to, like – Ryan and I took it very slow. We started with like a mini cut, got down a little bit, realized there's still some work to be done. Did like a whole like six months of like bodybuilding. And like, honestly, I didn't do great when I did compete the first time around. I got like second place. I was like my best placing. Um, 
last year's show for me and Lexi was like the dumbest idea. I still talk about it all the time. It was so dumb for us to do, but we did it. It's actually like rounding. It was this weekend of last year that we decided that we were going to do it. So I'm still not even, I'm barely even a year away from when we started prep last year and I still kick myself all the time. Because again, when I diet down, I don't look like anything. I don't look any special. I'm not like, I just don't have like a lot of muscles as is. And I don't know. But I learned a lot from competing. I learned like what I can push myself to do. And if you are interested in going on that type of spiritual journey to see how (laughs) hard you can make yourself work, then a bodybuilding prep might be for you. But there are other ways Mm -hmm. to do it. That is not the end all be all. Just try any other like sort of fitness competition that has nothing to do with dieting like you can try weightlifting and I don't always like to harp on CrossFit but that was its own spiritual journey for us this year and you want to learn how hard you can push yourself CrossFit's definitely one of those realms where you can sell your soul to the devil a lot and so keep going I believe it man I believe it and I feel like CrossFit isn't like with competing you don't I just like I thought you know getting on stage like it's all rainbows and butterflies and it's it's like stress and like dark clouds and (laughs) it is and it's like not to say that like you don't learn a lot and you really do learn a lot about yourself because when you put yourself in that situation where you really have to like you know you have to learn how to say no to things because you prioritize the actual end result more so than, you know, food or certain social gatherings or whatever. Like there are aspects to it where I feel like you definitely can form more of like that. um, I don't know, like relationship with yourself or just like learning how to become disciplined But at the same time, I also feel like you lose part of yourself because you're you have so much like uh, brain fog because your cognitive function just decreases like there's no tomorrow Mm -hmm. because you're not eating Um, that there's also that, too. So it's like it's it's iffy. Um, It's got to like fit into your lifestyle. Like and not a lot of people have the luxury of you know like taking peak week off like I couldn't take peak week off from work I couldn't take any time off of work when I was competing and my competition season happened to also line up with the competition season for gymnastics so I would be at these meets all day long I'd be on my feet picking up kids like like we would have multiple sessions a day it'd start at 6 a.m we'd end at 8 p.m and it was all day on my feet And like the way that I would feel for days after that, because I wasn't allowed to eat like the food that they gave us. And I would like pack my snacks and I would have like a protein bar, like every three, four hours, but like everyone else got Chick-fil-A and everybody else got like Pizza Hut because like they cater and like, it's such a nice thing for them to do, but there was never anything I could eat. They never catered like, I can't even think of like a healthy place to cater, like Panera Bread, because sometimes they give you salads and stuff. yeah, Yeah. Um, but it was never that it was always pizza hut or Chick-fil-A and like, that's cool. Like, like the years past, I would be super hype about like going to the judge's room and like eating food, right. but 
but that did teach me how to be very resourceful dieting like it taught me how to be smart while I was traveling because I would figure out how like throughout the weekend I would carve out time to do cardio I would carve out time to do like as much gym that I could do in a hotel gym it taught me that I could buy all of my food and like bring it with me so like I remember I, I will never ever forget this I had a food scale in like my hotel room and like I used to let the kids come in so I could braid their hair the night before if they needed their hair braided because a lot of parents can't do that. And I remember having to like go into grave detail as to why I had a food scale like in our room. And then like I had spent I spent more time explaining to this dad about dieting and why I was dieting and why I brought all my food and why I couldn't go to dinner with them. And it was like exhausting. It was like it's enough that you made me braid your kids' hair, and now I have to tell you my whole life story. <laughs> We're never doing this again. Um, but I don't know. Then you get that side of it. Like you're like, if you do end up going out with friends, you do end up traveling. You feel like you have to explain yourself. Like every ten minutes when you can't take a shot or you can't go. Yeah. I don't know why I keep bringing up Chick Fil A, but maybe I'm just really hungry for Chick Fil A. <laughs> can't go to Chick Fil A with your friends, and you can't drink beers on the beach. Like you just you got to just. You can be there and you can be friendly and you can be with your friends, but like you just, at the time I didn't feel like I was missing out, but like looking at back on it, like I could have had a little bit more fun and a little bit more balance if I had chosen, I guess like a better schedule to have followed throughout that time. I don't know. But like I said, it doesn't really fit in everyone's lifestyle. If you have like a a job that you're on your feet 24 seven, if you're like a firefighter or like a police officer or even like nurses don't have like a set schedule it's very hard to fit like training five or six days a week and doing cardio and not eating into a type of lifestyle like that so if you are there's like a fly in here um one of those people who have a job like that like you have to be very mindful of how that's going to affect your job especially if you're like a doctor or a nurse like you don't want to be like sleepy on the job for that there i'm going to kill this fly no I agree I think um I don't know I also feel like um it has to fit your lifestyle and like I I don't know man I think that there's times where you have to be honest with like yourself too of like why you're doing it like does it fit your lifestyle if so, okay. But then let's be honest about why are you choosing to compete? Like, is it to challenge yourself? And then like, just knowing ahead of time, like going into it, like I said, it's not this rainbows and butterfly journey. It's kind of like this really emotional emotional journey. journey that I feel like a lot of people Some people talk about it, maybe more so now it's becoming more of a thing that like people will share like on social media and stuff if they're documenting like their prep Um, and even like post show. I think that's like a big one that a lot of people, I think it's now becoming talked about more, but that's something that I wasn't aware of is that like post show you're supposed to like gain weight and like go back to a normal looking human being like you're not gonna look like forever yeah like you're not gonna look like this um shredded goddess depending on if you know you look good when you get down to that weight or not um but it's not sustainable um 
I, I don't know. And then like, there's also the sense of how do you know when to, um, like if you choose to embark on this journey, how do you know when to pull back if it's not for you? That's like a big one that I think a lot of people I think don't really think like, about. There are so many ways to go about that question too, because I know for me, like financially, it wasn't smart. It wasn't a good idea for me. Cause yeah. one on top of, I lucked out because of Ryan, I didn't have to pay for a coach, but I know how much coaching costs be- being on the back end of it. And like, depending on who you pick as your coach, like I wouldn't go for the cheapest person because chances are they're, they may not be the quality, like the most quality people. Um, so say you, you pay for a good coach and you're paying $350 a month for training and nutrition, which is kind of average for like a prep style training like program. And you're paying that over what a six, seven month prep. I don't know the math on that. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. Like 350 is like my car payment. So like, yeah. that's like another car payment on top of whatever other bills you have. And then if you just even think about the amount of money that you're spending on groceries now. So you used to kind of eat either infrequently. So you're not spending a lot of money and now you have to eat more or you ate low quality food and I eat higher quality food. So your grocery bill is going up by like $50, $60 a week. And then you're, you have a gym membership that you pay, like however much you pay for your gym membership. And then it's like competing itself is hundreds and thousands of dollars. You need a suit. And if you're lucky enough to borrow a suit, borrow a suit. I will just never, I can't talk about it enough. Like make a friend, borrow their suit. You guys don't have seats on a suit. Like do anything, rent a suit. Like buying a suit all it does is depreciate. You wear it one time, it's disgusting. You, ne- you can never really yeah. put it back on again. No. I think I paid $500 for my suit. That hurts my feelings a lot. And I wore once. I wore it once. And I mm-hmm. still have it. It's in a bag with my clear plastic shoes, mm-hmm. all bedazzled. And I look at it occasionally when I come across it in my closet. And I say, well, that was a moment in time. And that's it. Yep, that's half my rent. That's yep. exciting. Um, uh-huh. But like, even I pay, I only paid $150 for my suit because I stoned it myself. I was like, listen, lady, I have no money. I'm going to do this all by myself. The only part of this that I can't do is sewing it together. And you can do that for me. So you do that for me. (laughs) And that was with a discount that we got for being like an affiliate gym. And then the next three times I competed after that, I borrowed suits. That was it. I was like, I, I could care less. Um, but then you got to get your hair done. You got to get your makeup done. You got to get your nails okay. done. You have to get your spray tan, your registration, your NPC card. God don't you pay? Yeah. Like, don't you pay per division that you compete into? Cause exactly. I think I paid for like three different things. You got open, you got novice, you got first yeah. time novice. You want to cross over into fitness. You want to cross over into physique. You got what, however many classes you want to do. And then you have a hotel stay. You're staying at the host hotel unless you're lucky enough that it's like in your hometown. And even when it is in your hometown, you have to go to athletes meetings. You have to get tan touched up. Your makeup is all done in the hotel. Honestly, it's more work to stay outside of the hotel than to stay in the hotel. Yeah. So there, I don't, I think I did the math one year and I forget how much it was, but it was over like two grand, like just for show day. Yeah. And if you're a person like I was when I first started competing, like I was working two jobs. I worked at a taco place and I, was in college and I coached gymnastics and I bartended. So I had pretty much four jobs and was barely making like, and like, I remember thinking in my head, like, Oh, 
well, I'll just put it on my credit card and like then got myself in a whole other world of hurt. Now I have a credit card debt and now you're paying for an ex paying off an experience that you might have not even enjoyed or like gotten anything out of it or even gotten to like the final stage of like I see women buying like $750 shoes like two weeks into prep. Excuse me. What if you don't even make it all the way through this? Second of second, excuse me, on Amazon, they're like $50 at the most. Yeah. Yep. So anyone looking for these like uh, <laughs> these ideas, but w- another thing that's a big waste of money when you're competing, don't get your nails done. Do it yourself. Nobody sees your nails. Yeah, no one Nobody sees, sees your, your toenails. Nobody yep. sees your nails. Um, no makeup is another one that if you have a friend who's good at makeup, the only thing that's like a little iffy sometimes is matching foundations. But I got my makeup done last year, took it all off and made Lexi redo it. I'm not kidding. So I spent oh $150 to have someone do my makeup and do it really bad. So you get what you get. And that Lessons was with we've learned. Like, the host hotel tan and makeup company. So oh, you might get a really bad person. Mm-hmm. And then also with your hair, just straighten it. Maybe you don't need anybody to do that for you. You do it every day. Or curl it. These yeah. are my pro tips. If you're planning on competing, it's your first time. Stop wasting the money on it. People like to glamorize the day yeah. way too much. Plus, yep. you want to rip all that shit off the minute you get done. You want to take yep. a shower. You want to walk. You want to pull all your extensions out that you get. You want to take all your fake nails off. And if you get really, like, quality things, you can't do that. You can't just go ripping things off, which is not fun. <sighs> yep. Different direction with this. Now these are my yeah. pro tips about <laughs> competing. I think it's a very well-rounded. Um, could go either way to the topic. Yes, could go either way. Are we saying you should not? You should not compete, and competing is terrible. No, we're not saying that. Are we suggesting that you second guess it and maybe take a little more thinking or put a little more thought into it? Yes, highly That's suggesting. Yes, because sometimes like. If you are going into a show with a horrible mental image of yourself, you're going into a show because you hate the way you look, you think you're going to look, you've seen like women on stage and you think this is going to be like the cure-all. This is it. This is what I need to boost my confidence. Little do you know, this is like a very, like, it's like a cliff. Like you're just walking towards this like drop off the whole time that you get to like right here and you're like, oh, this is great. And then the minute that you start eating again and like you get back to like a maintenance phase, you have this like, I don't know what to do moment. And I don't know why I look like this now. I don't know how to deal with myself looking almost sometimes worse than when you started. Cause no one really tells you rebound. Exactly. Nobody ever tells you like the, the after effects. If you have a bad coach, drop your coach or you just don't have the common sense to go slowly into your, kind of abyss in that direction (laughs) I mean you can get yourself into like some even some metabolic damage and have a really 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 hard time ever losing weight again because you just binge and expand Ryan's had a client who's gained 40 pounds in a week gained and lost 40 pounds in a week like after a show it it was a guy which I feel like it's a little bit easier for them to do that also like your heart your lungs your liver like they don't like that Oh. Like not not just like your brain and like your body image, but like your like your internal organs and your endocrine system don't like to do that. 
and then it's going to be, you're going to pay for it for a long time. Hair is going to fall out. Like for women, you like can never regulate your cycle again. Your skin get bad. Like there's tons of stuff. But so. Yeah. I, I remember um, getting clients. I haven't in a really long time, but I remember I've had a few clients that were like, I, I want to lose weight and I'm thinking about doing a show. And my first response is always, don't choose to do a body competition because you want to lose weight. Do the opposite. If you and you look good and then you're still motivated to compete, we'll take it that next step. But usually when they diet down, they stop thinking about a show. They're like, I'm the best looking mom at the beach. I'm the hottest PTA lady. And like, I don't need that. It's like a a void that's been filled. So it is a really good idea to have people take a step back and let's go through a mini cut. Let's go through this and let's, you know, like take a vacation and see how you feel. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not like, not for everyone. And it's not going to, it's not magic. It's kind of like the opposite of magic. There's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not just, um, it's not not just let me sign up with a coach and everything's going to just end up working out. It's not how it goes. Do the work for you. The coach, your coach is. Yeah. Ryan says it all the time. You draw the map, and I am the compass. Something like that. Anyway, it's more or less like you give me the guides, and I'll help you get there. But you have to do the work. Yeah. Like your coach, like can hold you accountable to a certain extent, but they're not in the gym doing the workouts. They're not doing the cardio. They're not eating the foods. Like that's on you. Even yeah. though in no matter how much you spend on it, like there aren't coaches out there who are going to like get behind you and like lift the weights underneath you to like help you. So you have to be a pretty internally motivated person also to yeah. even start a diet. And if you're not I one of those people, if you really rely on like a coach, even to get you through like general day to day stuff, then dieting down is a scary path for you. Yeah. And like, also it's like, let's also think about, you know, going back to setting the intention of like why you choose to compete, because I feel like a lot of times, obviously people want to win, but then it's like, when you don't win, you have to deal with not winning, like putting in all that money, all that work, all that time, all the sacrifice, prioritizing this whole thing and then getting on stage and either not liking how you look and then like, if you want to double whammy it, you also don't place in your show. You already feel like shit because you don't like how you look. You thought you'd look better and then you don't freaking win. And they're telling you why you didn't win. And you're like, great. Now I feel like even more of a piece of shit. We, you know, you got to keep that in mind too, because that, you know, that can happen. And if you're a competitive person, if you're a big fat cry baby, like me, like, and you get, <laughs> I, I don't handle losing well. And like anything, to me, like, second place is really cool to win. And, like, I, that's, like, the highest I'll ever get. And I'm never competing again. So that's, like, my crowning achievement. But I got my very first show. When I say I got last call-outs, I got last call-outs out of, like, 15 rounds of women. And, wow. like, it was insane. And I was standing – literally, after first call-outs, I was crying. And just – and, like, I'm just, like, an emotional person. And I'm very competitive. And, like – I went into it having lots of people tell me that I was going to do well. 
And yeah. that's like a whole, like when your friends set you up for stuff like that, which is why I try to avoid like complimenting a lot of competitors because I mean, if they don't win, like they, they go into it yeah. with this like whole, like, well, I'm going to get first place. Everyone on the internet says like, I have the best quads. And like, I already looked up all the people I'm competing against. But, like, I remember ripping everything off getting off stage. I didn't want to go to the night show. I was, like, in hysterics. I did it last year, too. Like, I didn't grow up at all between then and now. Like, I got fourth place last year out of, like, a, a really competitive class. Like, I should have been a lot more. Looking back, I, like, am mad at myself for not enjoying the experience more. Because yeah. for what we had done and, like, how short we dieted for. Anyway, I always get the same... Like I always get too lean and I'm not a muscular person. So they always say, Oh, you need to build this out and build that. It's all canned answers. It's not real. Your judges aren't actually looking at you. They're going to tell the girl behind you the same exact thing they told you. So you always have to take the judges critiques with a grain of salt too. do not let that run the rest of your life. It's like, I'll see girls all the time who like post their judges critiques. And they're like, well, now I do shoulders four times a week because like, I need to build out my shoulders. Like that's fucking fun. Are you enjoying that? <laughs> and how much bigger are your shoulders actually getting? Yep. And, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you could be doing a lot of other fun stuff. Like, you don't have to think. And, like, you probably have this crazy complex now that every time you walk past a mirror, you're like, I wonder if my shoulders are bigger. I wonder if, like, yep. my waist is smaller. And then that's, yeah. like, a whole other me- negative mental image that you have in your head that you didn't have before you started dieting or before you started competing. You didn't even know that you had small shoulders compared to your quads. Cause you didn't know how to look at yourself like that. And now you have this whole like ratio thing going on in your head. Like it's that a mess. You're too lean. And then you spend forever me. just building one body part up. And now you have the strongest glutes in the world, but you can't pick up like a textbook cause you never focused <laughs> on like your upper body. <laughs> that was literally me though. Like I remember it was, I got, I placed fourth, which isn't terrible. Like for my first no. show, like that's, pretty decent but like it was because of my upper body and lower body were disproportionate my quads were bigger than upper body like I had no shoulders I had no biceps I had nothing going on and I remember thinking like okay so now I'm going to take a step back I'm going to focus on growing my hamstrings and my glutes take a step back from doing quads to this day you can ask Dom because even like when we're doing training um programming and stuff I literally get nervous when I have too many quad dominant leg exercises <laughs> in my lower body day. Cause I'm like, I don't want my quads to get any bigger. It's like, I'm not competing. I'm not striving for, you know, a title on stage or anything like that. But it's weird to think that that comment just stuck in the back of my brain. And then anytime like my family members, cause no one in my family is very like athletic or like they don't bodybuild, none of it. So anytime I'm at family functions and it's been a few months and like I'm making progress in different areas, they'll be the first to point it out. Recently, it's because of my RDLs, they point out my glutes. And to me, I'm like, they don't know how to point it out. They're like, Jess, mm-hmm. your legs are getting thicker. You should calm down. And I'm like, great. Let's reevaluate my whole exercise routine and let's take out some quad movements because clearly <laughs> thicker. God, I feel like people also think that about that that term as like a compliment. I was like, oh, it's such like a negative, associ- yeah. negatively associated word. Apparently, if it's spelled T H I C, yeah, I don't remember whatever it's the like kids are using. What fat but, used to be like P H A T? Yeah, that's yeah, the cool yeah, fat. 
That's the cool one. And then there's thick, like, girlfriend's got an ass, like Mm -hmm. Kim K kind of thick. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Two C's. Yeah, two C's. You're in the right spot, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's definitely not the comment that you're getting from, like, your family. That's probably a lot older They don't know that term. No, they're thinking, like, Jess, you need to calm down. You're getting fat. Like, the (laughs) F-A-T. And I'm like, well, okay. But, you know, I don't know. Hurts my feelings. Lots of this is hurting my feelings. Um, But that definitely hurts my feelings. They used to tell, like, my sister's always in, like, the, like, the stockier one. And they used to do that shit to my sister all the time. They would, like, never comment on, like, my weight or anything but we'd be at like family functions at like 10 and 11 years old they'd be like oh like maddie you still got baby fat and i'd be like oh and like my sister her whole life grew up thinking that she was fat because like i was born like a skinny person and she was born like my dad's side of the family so like we just looked because we were always with each other like her and i looked completely different and they would always point that i always felt bad for my sister when they would do that because like she was never overweight like, by anyone's standards, but because, like, I was long and tall and she was short and stocky, like, they would just always point it out to her. If you're a parent or if you're a family member listening to this, <laughs> just don't comment on kids' weights ever. Right. Yeah. Just don't. That does some it's, shit, man. It really does. It sticks with them. Even, like, now. Like, you don't even have to be a kid. But I feel like if you... Oh, did we lose wrong. Jimmy? <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, guys. Hold on. I think I can fix this. Nah, it's good. It's me fixing it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that chair is gone. Okay. I'm just gonna. All right. We'll just be on the floor, people. Fine. I'm on the floor. Now you can be on the floor with me. See how it works. Nope. Also broke again. Okay, guys, we're not editing any of this out of the video because this nah. is the most neat thing to happen. I'll fix that another day. At least I can unplug my computer now. All right. We got it. Now we're floor. Now we're on the okay. floor. Anyway, back to our actual topic of conversation. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about, um, oh, I was saying that. You don't even, I don't even think you have to be a kid for that shit to stick in your brain and hurt your feelings. I think anyone, you know, takes that stuff personally. Stop commenting on people's weight, especially competitors. We're already in this like fragile state coming out of a bodybuilding competition where you either won and it was the best day ever, or you got your ass handed to you and you got a bunch of judges critiques and now you think. Again, your quads are too big, your shoulders are too small, so you have a complex in your head, and then you're going back to the gym, and everyone's like, oh, it looks like you're gaining weight. Like, you're like, fuck. Like, that's, like, the last thing that I need people to tell me right now. I need everyone, honestly, just leave me alone. Just don't say anything to me. Just say, hey, like, how are you doing? Hope everything's great. Maybe leave everyone's weight off of the table. I think at the end of the day, I think it's most important, especially because even outside of competing, I think just at, at a, so, so, what's the word I'm looking for? Society level? Societal. 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 Yeah. Water okay. It's rough, man. We didn't learn much. Anyway, at a societal level, <laughs> um, I think that there's still this, um, like, issue that happens with women's body image and like 
what we think we need to look like kind of thing. Like if you're setting out for competition, that's a whole nother bucket of worms because obviously you feel like you have to look a certain way that will be accepted on stage. If you are just normal lifestyle person, that's just looking to be cute and like got it going on kind of thing. You're still looking at what is accepted by society of what that body or what a woman's body needs to look like. And then there's this whole, like, are, do we want to be thick with two C's? C's. Or do we want to be like lean and well, now there's also I don't know. slim thick, which I don't really know what that one what means. What the hell is that? Yeah, I don't know. But Lexi calls our dog slim thick all the time. So maybe, maybe let's leave that all to like calling dogs, stuff like that. They don't get their feelings hurt. I don't know. Like slim yeah. thick can be like so many different things. I think it means like you have a flat stomach, but you have a huge ass. Okay, I good luck that with means. that. Yeah. Because then what happens when you go to have babies? And then you got to freaking come back from having those babies. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for a second. I mean, I haven't had children, but I have clients that are pregnant and they go through it. And it's like, I, the saddest thing is when my women clients get pregnant and I get that initial email of like, oh, I'm pregnant. And it's like, I'm so excited for you. This is amazing. And then like the next check-in and the next check-in and the following check-ins, it's like, Jess, I'm gaining weight. How do I not gain weight? Should I cut my calories? And I'm like, wait a second, hold the phone. We're making it like we're growing a baby here. Like we need to eat the, the last cows. thing that you need, you want to be gaining weight. You need to be gaining weight. Like your yeah. doctor is going to tell you that. Yeah. Like everyone's going to tell you that. But the issue is that it's still in these women's minds of like, I need to still look slim, thick, but also try to grow a baby at the same time. And I'm telling you, it can't happen. But that's what's really like it. It's scary to me because it's just like it's sad. It's sad. It is. It's sad. I don't. I don't know what else to really say about it. It's just crazy to me. I literally just had a client ask if she could like finish out her like bodybuilding diet while she's she's like it's the first trimester I'll be fine and he's like absolutely not he's like I'm gonna refund you for like the last part of this like um like prep package and we're just gonna do like I'm we're going maintenance and he's like we're only gonna do maintenance through like the first trimester and then we're going to be in a calorie surplus he's like you have to like and he's pretty good at telling people like straight up like you need to see someone about this if you think that you need to be losing weight while you're pregnant like there is some disconnect in your brain right now that we yeah. need to fix. Like we need to take a step back from all of this. He does advocate for women, women like staying very active right. during well, their that's, pregnancy. That's but good. Like, that's needed. And, but yeah, I mean, I've watched it. Like, I mean, it scares the living shit out of me. But like, I used to watch like four or five, six month pregnant women do like power cleans at the gym and like do a CrossFit class and like. Literally, the only thing they're taking out is burpees because they can't jump to the floor, but they're doing air squats, they're doing running, they're doing walking lunges. I thought that was, like, the most inspiring thing because a lot of the times you're yeah. told, like, ah, oh, kick your feet up. Like, but the most success, like, if you want to have, like, a successful, healthy, not pain-free, it's never going to be pain-free, but, like, if you want to have, like, a healthy, successful birth, like, staying active is very, very, yeah. very important. Yeah. And I think there's probably a lot of, um, probably a lot of comparison. I can imagine when you're like pregnant too, because you see the moms that freaking are pregnant and it's like, they're freaking, they're slaying it because they like Mm -hmm. don't gain any weight, but the belly. And it's just like, 
if they if you're looking at the back side of them, you would have no they idea they were pregnant. pregnant until they turn around and you're like, holy smokes, you are like pushing at like seven months right now and mm-hmm. you look freaking phenomenal. Like I bet there's that that goes into it too. Um for sure, which is but why that's there's that's probably like entirely genetic. Like you can yeah. have what if you're having twins though? Like even a small person having twins, like you there's there's nothing you're gonna be able to do about it. Like gotta gain the weight. And like yeah. I'm sure that I'll feel differently when I get pregnant. I don't, I can't see that happening anytime soon, but maybe we can revisit this podcast. after. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know when this is going to, I'm not going to release any secrets. Not for me, someone else, but maybe we'll have them on. I guess we can have Missy on. Missy already had her baby and she can talk about some like postpartum pre natal yeah. stuff, fitness yeah. stuff. Okay. I'll. I'll keep that, that one would in be mind. a really good idea because I feel like we have a lot of women that are either trying to get pregnant, they are going through pregnancy or postpartum. So that would be that would be a smart idea. And Missy came from like a very very fitness background, and like it's cool to watch her get back into it. I know I've been following her on Instagram. She kicks ass, man. I know you're inspiring us all, Missy. I hope you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> all but, right, yeah. Jimmy. I think. Hold on. I think. Let's see. What else did we get? Oh, gym attire. Gym attire was on that one. It kind of is supposed to tie in with our like negative body image issues. But um, I wish that clothing companies made athletic wear more adjustable. I think that's my new thing because yeah. I used to, it used to not bother me because like even in the like, beginning stage of the fitness, my body didn't change very much. But getting into CrossFit, like, my body has changed a lot, like, in different, like, parts of my body have grown that, like, never grew before, like, my lats. Like, I never, like, and that's strange because, like, I used to do, like, a lot of pull-downs and stuff. But, like, nothing beats, like, a million pull-ups and the things that we do in CrossFit. But, like, I have probably 40 sports bras, like, in my closet right now that I can't get on without, like, choking. And, like, I wish, like, the the band at the bottom was just, like. Yeah, we're adjustable. Like, like a regular sports bra. This is not, like, cute gym attire conversation. This is, like, hello people out there who are making gym clothes. Like, how do yeah. we get that? How do we get that? My lats keep getting bigger. And I've I don't want to get... I've never seen that. Because I like them. Yeah. I've never seen that. That's a really good idea. Shoot. You should do it. Patent it. Do it. Okay. Make much money. Not, don't, don't watch this then, people. Um, But even, like, the... Some of them, like, even, like, the sports bra that I have on now, like, the even the straps don't adjust. And, like... My traps be getting bigger too. Lots of things just be growing. Same with waist. Um, I don't know. I'm a low waisted shorts person. I want. I would like everybody to bring back the low waisted shorts. They're very hard to find. I know everyone else is on like the other side of the spectrum right now, but I need it. I have such a short torso that when I wear high waisted shorts, they are. It's literally here. Oh, it yeah. looks so funny on me. So yeah. like low waisted shorts, I it looks like I actually have a torso. High waisted shorts, no torso for me. But uh, I think this is more supposed to be like how to feel confident in clothes. Um, so if you feel confident in your high-waisted shorts because it shows off your booty, but it also like keeps your belly in, then there's definitely been periods of my life that I needed that. And I was very thankful for high-waisted shorts, um, especially like post-show after eating like yeah. one million pounds of seafood. That I did yeah. after my last show, and Paul with his spaghetti pizza needs his high waisted shorts. 
Yeah, spaghetti pizza is something that you can actually get at um, or a Cheesecake Factory. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that was all him. He was spaghetti pizza man. Um, also, the guys want cute clothes, gifted performance store. Say. Out somewhere. Throw that plug in there, girl. In here. We got lots of cute stuff. We also just got two new coaches who will be putting out clothes. I've been trying to help them swing into like the the women's crop tops. They're like, yeah, we want to do men's hoodies and t-shirts. I was like, women's crop tops always sell out before <laughs> the men's anything do. They're like, oh, really? Yes. Uh, they want, they, they genuinely like, if you look at a guy and you look at a girl in the gym, the chances are that you could do like a little like um scale of like how much they spend on their clothes. Yeah. Like, and it'll, the women will always outspend 100%. the men. 100%. We should just be creating all types of women's crop tops from here on out. Forever. Unless you're uncomfortable in a crop top, then we'll also carry it in a length, a full length length one. Yeah. Until you're comfortable to rock a crop top. But everybody should be comfortable rocking a crop top. Everybody's body is a crop top body. Oh, everyone should be like, yeah. That's like another, like, I hate, I always harp on CrossFit, but like, if you look at CrossFit women, like, they are ass naked all the time because it's hot. They're they hot, don't give sweaty a shit, sport. man. Mm-mm. They got jelly rolls and like either have absolutely no boobs or you have huge boobs and like everyone is wearing the same type of outfit and their body types are so different and no yeah. one cares. Everyone is still high fiving each other and you know what? Like your Love body it. type doesn't determine like whether you win the workout or not. So and it's kind of the same thing in like a general gym like scenario yeah like the best the person with the, like the best body isn't having like the best day and like with the best outfit on isn't having like the best gym day it's whoever came in there with like best mindset has the best goals most achievable goals so oh. like that i think yeah for sure who you are as a person how you treat other people and how you see yourself it all matters man not how you look i agree all right well, we yeah, tried a good really note to, to keep it under yeah. an hour, but 55 minutes is technically under an hour. I also, so I guess team. I can cut out, you know, like 30 seconds of falling out of a chair and breaking it, and it's okay. I Technically, this chair is free, so <laughs> I didn't really we lose, didn't lose any money in the process. I don't think it was supposed so to be a chair. I think that it was supposed to just be like a decoration. So, but I'm not going to cut that part out because everybody, this is my life Relatable. all the time. Yep. This is how it goes for me. All right, party people. We will see you on the next episode. And the next time that you will see us will actually be on YouTube. So yep. not just in the women's group. We will be on the real YouTubes and on Spotify. Because when they go to the YouTube, they go to Spotify. We're going to be really cool. We're going to be famous, Jimmy. Like, if everyone can just do us a we're solid... more views than the boys. That's yeah. our goal, guys. Share all of our stuff so that we can beat the boys. There we go. Nobody to them anyway because they smell. But, yeah. all right. We will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>